0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 85 of the NXT Nightcap. Recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 137 of Receptopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT 2.0 going down live from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. And we are a couple of days removed from NXT Worlds Collide going down live from the PC this past Sunday on Peacock, a very good show, which saw NXT USA dominate the night with three key wins for the NXT, NXT Women and NXT North American Championship, while Pretty Deadly walks away with the unified NXT tag team titles. But I do want to offer a very brief update on the AEW situation surrounding CM Punk, the Young Bucks, A Steele and Pat Buck. And the update is, suspensions are pending for who I do not not know a lot of people will not be at TV tonight in Buffalo, New York. The status of CM Punk is still very much in flux right now. He could have been injured in the melee this past Sunday in Chicago. So we won't know anything definitively until later today, I presume, from Tony Khan himself when he appears on Busted Open Radio prior to Dynamite later tonight on TBS. I truly don't know what the final decision is going to be. Could it be a firing of CM Punk and A Steel? Could it be a suspension of the elite I simply do not know, but this is a crazy year in professional wrestling. Just a year ago, CM Punk returns to professional wrestling. He's over. Ice cream bars are flying off the concession stands in the shy. He makes a great comeback against Darby Allen, wins the AW World Championship, a double or nothing, injures his ankle a couple of days later on Dynamite in L.A., drops the title, wins it back in Chicago a few days ago, and now he might not be in this company anymore, which is staggering, but... I always go back to the person that writes the checks, the guy that books the shows, the guy that sat there and watched this absolute insanity unfold early Monday morning. And I'm looking directly at Tony Khan. And from this day forward, you got to be mindful of how you handle these media scrums in terms of what is said, how it's said and how it reflects on your company. Because when your EVPs are dragged the way they were dragged. You got to be accountable for that because that's your inner circle. Those are your day ones from 2019 when this company launched nearly four years ago. So I would hope they hold some kind of significance in your heart over a guy that hopped on board last year. I'm just saying so. You know, it's a very fluid situation. I expect big news to drop today, and I will report on it right here on WST tomorrow morning during the Dynamite Effect right here on this very show. But in the meantime, in between time, let's get into NXT 2.0 as we get ready to celebrate the one-year anniversary of 2.0 Next Tuesday on USA, we survived the first year of 2.0. The first half of the run not so great back end with a few exceptions has been pretty good i didn't make the bold proclamation that by june 22 this show would be in a better place and i think i'm right mostly some hiccups here and there but this show is so much better than where it was a year ago we got some great diamonds in the rough in the form of Bron breaker the creed brothers ivy nile carmelo hayes tiffany stratton grayson waller tony d'angelo just to name a few that have really broken through via this show and you have the influx of nxt uk added to the mix and we're going to have a nice hybrid of what the black and gold brand was by implementing what can be via the developmental program eventually as we move from level up to the main show to eventually the main main roster indeed as we kick things off with former NXT UK champion Talibate complimenting Braun Breaker on a job well done this past Sunday at Worlds Collide and the fans kind of boo this for reasons I don't quite understand because Braun Breaker is a great champion but I will say his last couple of feuds against Joe Gacy and JD McDonough have not been a great but Braun has been putting in that work in the ring, which leads to Gallus coming out to blame Tyler Bate for not unifying those titles or worlds collide. But Tyler Bate tells them, hey, guess what? You didn't do your job either by not winning the NXT UK and NXT tag team titles. leads to a three-on-one beatdown, courtesy of Gallus to Tyler Bate, until the aforementioned Braun Breaker makes a save, which sets up a tag team match between Gallus versus Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate later in the show, which was very fun as I get to towards the end of this episode. Next up is Toxic Attractions, Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan. Versus Dewdrop and Nikki ASH for Monday Night Raw. This match was fine for what it was as Jesse Jane worked over Nikki early on with a cannonball on the outside before Gigi delivers a soccer kick to the face of Dewdrop, which knocks her out as we go to a picture in picture commercial break. We come back and Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan are still working over Nikki Ash for a bit until she makes a high attack. The Dewdrop, who is going to drop Gigi, On top of Jessie Jane and delivers a running set on both ladies in a great spot. She has a cannonball on Gigi in the corner, followed by a Vader splash for a near fall, which is broken up by Jessie Jane, who lands a nasty boot to the face on Dewdrop. But Nikki is going to pull Jessie out of the ring, lands the forearm, strikes, and trapping her between the ring apron a la Fit Finley, which allows Dewdrop to recover and land a Michinoku driver on Gigi, followed by a running splash for the win. A very fun match that saw Dewdrop and Nikki Ash stand tall and we keep seeing arguments between the two on TV. Whenever they lose a the match Nikki might throw a mask aside one time might remove the cape or her scarf but they keep working together but I'm hoping that we get a full makeover with Piper never getting her name back and Nikki Cross returning to be the batshit crazy face she's meant to be but as always we shall see as we move on to JD McDonough versus Wesley this was a very exciting match. Wesley is so damn good. Cat Quick with dive on the outside but J.D. works over the limbs to slow down the pace a bit until Wesley responds with a nasty tope that sends J.D. McDonough over the announce table and for some reason Vic Joseph freaks out as if J.D.'s gonna bite him like a dog I don't know why but that leads to Wesley landing a running meteora on J.D. as well they trade headbutts and strikes for a bit until J.D. traps the arm of Wesley and lands a nasty side to suplex for the win and this is a very good match two talented guys out there putting on a clinic gotta love it to set the tone for our next match involving the legendary miko Satamora versus roxanne perez and this is a dream match for roxanne to work with greatness to elevate your game amongst one of the best to ever do it is a bless and they delivered. They gave us great grappling, great technical wrestling. We had moments of Roxanne flying through the ropes to land a tope on Miko Satomura followed by an avalanche or a karana from the top rope. But the grappling was beautiful. The transitions were everything as Miko Satomura lands a Satomura special. On Roxanne Perez for a near fall followed by a spin kick. Roxanne recovers and drops Miko with a top rope Frankensteiner for a near fall. But she eats another kick kick, followed by Scorpio Rising for the win, courtesy of the legendary Miko Satomura, who must be in line for a rematch for the NXT Women's Championship in the not-too-distant future, but there is a story in this match, as Miko shows respect to Roxanne Perez, because this is a big moment for Roxanne, and that moment makes Cora Jade very, very jealous. She tried to smart talk Miko backstage, thinking she should be worthy of this matchup over Roxanne Perez, and that leads to Cora Jade hitting her former best friend in the back with that kendo stick. Miko makes a save as this feud between Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez must continue with some steps whenever the rematch takes place on 2.0 and/or another premium live event. Perhaps Halloween Havoc in October, if WWE can wait that long, of course. Next up is Ricochet versus Trick Williams, a very basic match. I love Carmelo on guest commentary talking shit about Ricochet the entire time. As Trick has that uncanny ability to talk shit on the mic, but the in ring game still needs work. He's very basic in the ring with the boot here, a neck there, very rudimentary in nature, but he will get better in time as Ricochet elevates things with his high flying, including a code breaker. And- and the shooting star pressed from the top rope onto Trick for the win. And I would love to see Ricochet versus Carmelo Part 2 for the North America Championship very, very soon. As that was easily a highlight from Royals Collide this past Sunday on Peacock. Next up is Nathan Fraser versus Axiom. And I thought this was a very good match as well. The first of three matches between the two as we have a best of three series. And this is such an honor to watch two young stars tear it up in the ring. I want a kid back. No offense to Axiom, the mask is still very limiting in terms of seeing his charisma, which was very apparent without the mask when he initially made his debut in 2.0 several months ago, but Nathan Frazier is a gift in the ring. His speed is otherworldly as he ran the ropes fast, like Sonic the Hedgehog for landing a dropkick in a gnarly pay that he caught the ropes on, by the way, which could have been a disaster, but he saved it to launch himself onto Axiom. As we go to a picture-in-picture commercial break, we come back and- This match is still quick as both men trade in their falls. But what I love about the match is the fact that this wasn't about the high spots and the high flying of it all, as it really came down to some grappling involving Nathan Frazier, locking in a nasty ankle lock on Axiom that twerked the leg and ankle at one point for a submission victory that wasn't to be. But Axiom is going to come through with a leg lariat on Nathan Fraser to win the first match in this best of three series, which will continue to get better the more it goes along, even though I would love to see a kid back fully unmaxed and doing his thing. Cause I think there's way more money and charisma in that dude versus Axiom that loves math for whatever reason under the previous creative administration. And I quickly want to touch on the betrayal of Diamond Mind courtesy of Damon Kipp. Cause for months we thought it was going to be Roddy strong causing trouble. But in the end it was Damon Kipp noticing that Roddy was ego tripping. Julius was having a pissing contest with Roddy. The tension was rising between both dudes and he was the guy left out the guy in the middle, never getting the fair shake or recognition to truly be a member of Diamond Mine when it counted most. And his last straw was this past Sunday at World's Kalai when he offered his help, and then Julius said, don't worry about it, we got it, and he felt miffed. That's what led to the betrayal with Damon Kemp hitting Julius in the back of that still chair, which cost him the tag team titles against Pretty Deadly. So I love the backstory and how Damon Kemp's facial expressions during all of those Roddy Strong, Creed Brothers dust-ups played into the turn you saw it In real time, it was very subtle. And I love subtlety in my storytelling that you can kind of pick up the cues. It's not overt, but you can put the pieces together for future reference. And I thought that NXT did a great job laying into what this heel turn could be. Roddy Strong isn't off the hook just yet because he's still an ass, but Damon Kemp is the biggest ass of this story, which makes sense. So I really love where they're going with this. And I want to see more with Kemp versus Creed and Brutus and Roddy Strong down the line. But most importantly, I love the improvement. Damon Kemp has made from his initial appearance on 2.0 months ago to where he is right now. The growth is crazy good. He's talented, he's got good promo skills. And he has charisma, either as a face or a heel that can throw down in the ring. And he is more than qualified to be a standout star on the main roster someday, very soon. Chad Gable, dare I say, Alpha Academy might have several recruits if WWE plays their cards right in the next year or so. And now it is time for our main event featuring the NXT champion Braun Breaker alongside Tyler Bate versus Gallus's Mark and Joe Coffey. And this match was very good. And I got to say this for Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker. They make a damn Good tag team. Tyler Bate is a two time NXT UK champion. He is a tag team specialist with Mustache Mountain. And that was on full display last night as we had tandem vertical suplexes courtesy of Bate and Breaker to both Coffee Brothers, followed by standing moonsaults and kip ups. And they did the bark <laughs> like the Steiner Brothers. I love them. I would actually live for a Breaker Bate tag team. They were in control as we go to commercial break, but behind the referee's back, Wolfgang posts Tyler Bate into the ring post which had to suck for him and the Coffees take control for a bit until Breaker gets side tag, and he hits suplexes on both brothers. Then we got Breaker and Talibate going for more Steiner brother magic as they hit a doomsday device bulldog. On Mark Coffey for a near fall, Wolfgang tries to get involved, but we have Talibate hitting the bop and bang on him to get him off the ring apron. Breaker goes after Joe Coffey with a spear, and that allows Talibate to the bop and bang on Mark, followed by the Tyler driver 97, Oven. very fun match. I just love Breaker and Beta's tag team. They work really well together. I might want to tag team one for them at some point, either on NXT or the main roster. Just saying, I just loved the match they produced last night. But unfortunately, the good times could not roll too much longer as JD McDonough attacks Talibate from behind for reasons to wrap up NXT a little after the top of the hour. So I guess that's the next feud between the two as Bond Breaker looks for his next opponent heading into the next PLE, which could be Halloween Havoc on Saturday, October 22nd. And with that, this wraps up a fairly good episode of NXT 2.0 as we get ready to ring in the first year anniversary of 2.0 next Tuesday. And it's going to be viewers' choice in terms of stipulations and opponents for the North American and NXT tag team title matches, which will be determined on social media later this week. So very taboo Tuesday in some ways to amp up the Tuesday night show which is stabilized in the ratings as of late with the influx of NXT UK which is shaking things up in the best possible way but we look deep into the fall schedule with MLB playoffs and the return of the NBA which will stifle ratings for everybody over the next eight months. Buckle up, strap in. It is what it is as we're in for a very busy sports season, which was very, very busy this past spring, which stunted momentum for WWE and AEW for a bit. But if you put together strong shows, the impact will be minimum most of the time. But as always... We shall see. And with that, this wraps up episode number eight to five of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at receptopia. There you can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT 2.0, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage on TNT. You know what to do such a Topia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Radio, tune in plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 80 of the Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from what should be a very newsworthy AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day, stay safe out there, and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.